You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Welcome to Deep Dive Broadway. I'm Dori Berenstein, and today we celebrate the Actors Fund. Our guest is Joe Benincasa, president of the Actors Fund since 1989. The work the Actors Fund has done on behalf of the Broadway community and way beyond is truly extraordinary. In the last 10 weeks alone, the Actors Fund has distributed a record-breaking $10.5 million to provide emergency financial assistance for performing artists and entertainment workers in need due to the COVID-19 pandemic. I've admired Joe Benincasa for many, many years. It's an honor to speak with him today. Let's dive in. I am so excited to be able to talk with you, Joe. I am couldn't admire what you do uh, and the Actors Fund does for so many people for years and years and years and years. And so this is an exciting uh, moment for me to be able to hear more about what the Actors Fund is doing right now and also go back in time and just uh, uh, ground this in a little bit of history about where this all started uh, for you as well as for the Actors Fund. But let's let's just start um, with you because I know that you joined the Actors Fund in. 1989. Could you tell me a little bit about your journey that got brought you to the Actors Fund? Oh, sure. Well, in the 80s, it's a, a pretty simple career. Uh, in the 80s, I managed the New York Blood Center, public affairs and government relations, corporate activities, the largest blood center in the world. And it's there that, you know, uh, I worked with the team that developed the hepatitis B vaccine, the Western blot test, got to, uh, we were on the front line of testing for HIV and AIDS. So with Larry Kramer's passing, I'm thinking about the, the times I spent with Larry back in the 80s. And when we did our normal heart benefit for the Actors Fund a few years ago, we got together afterwards, uh, Larry and I, for lunch. And uh, he was very, he said that the Actors Fund was inspired in the work we had done to help people in the entertainment community dealing with AIDS. And I said we were inspired because of his his, you know, his uh, act up activities and all of the advocacy that he had done. So that was the 80s. Before that, I was the head of public relations for the United Ways of uh, the greater New York area and for United Way of South Florida, uh, in part because I speak Spanish and English. 
And before that, I worked for a congressman in Washington, D.C., uh, a progressive 100% ADA rated congressman and who I really admire, who's still around, uh, John Culver from Iowa. So uh, that was a great experience. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, after college, after my undergraduate studies at St. Joe's, you know, I got a master's at Rutgers University, uh, did my MBA work at Fordham University, where I'm teaching right now, and I'm enjoying that on mostly on Saturdays for <clears throat> a cross between social work uh, MSW uh, students and business students, okay, which is interesting. Social workers who want to be uh, running nonprofits and business uh, leaders, you know, and business students who want to be involved in nonprofit work. So they're very interesting students, and uh, they kind of inspire me every time I'm with them. So that's my career, you know, in a nutshell. Happily married, raised three children, have two cats and a dog. <laughs> well, first of all, I hope you are uh, overrun with with people who want to attend your class because what a wonderful class to be teaching. Uh, I think I think, um, I think the class is very popular. And, and did you grow up with influences that that led you to a life of advocacy? How did this all um, unfold for you? Uh, I grew up in. Uh, in an Italian household. Uh, my mother migrated from Sicily. My father was first generation here. Uh, my father uh, was orphaned in this country, and he uh, ended up working in FDR's Civilian Conservation Corps, you know, as a teenager for, you know, three years, which was a wonderful program to lift uh, men and women out of the Depression, help lift them out of the Depression. My father was a, a union worker, an organizer. Uh, in fact, if you go to Rutgers University, there's a wing of the Labor Institute named for my father. He uh, was the president of AFSME, which is the Federation of Municipal and uh, State uh, Employees, organized all the Rutgers uh, people, was great friends with Ed Blaustein, who was then president of Rutgers, who was a very progressive fellow himself. And uh, so I grew up in a household where my father, we talked uh, union politics day in and day out. And he was on the front line of organizing. And so uh, that, my Jesuit education, my upbringing in the Catholic Church with a real social conscience uh, kind of guided me into the work I'm doing now. And, how, and how, how did you find your way specifically to the Actors Fund? Well, in the 70s, when I was managing public relations for the United Ways, and in the uh, 80s, when I was producing all the films and PSAs, you know, I got to know the community very well in the 70s and, and 80s. So all every, we did lots of films, lots of public service announcements. So I got to know Colleen Dewhurst and Helen Hayes and uh, the prominent stars of the day, all of whom I was recruiting to speak on behalf of the Red Cross, the Blood Center, the United Way. And uh, along the way, we made some very good films, a few which won uh, awards in the appropriate field. And uh, so when the Actors Fund needed some help in re-examining itself, uh, and I was ready to move on uh, from the New York Blood Center, uh, a little background on the Blood Center was I was hired back in 1980. One, uh, one half of the New blood supply in the greater New York area was imported every day from Europe. Uh, 260 hospitals relied, relied on blood from Europe. Uh, a big part of my job was to help increase blood collection in the areas, enhance all of our research activities, and to uh, make us a domestic blood provider. So, and we accomplished that. By 1988, you know, I'm proud to say that uh, 
blood collections. A great deal of responsibility was taken on by corporations. They increased their activities. And, uh, and so, uh, and at the, so that was great. Now, at the same time, I have to say that uh, Larry Rockefeller, who recruited me uh, to the New York Blood Center, was one of the founders of the New York Blood Center, allowed me to have my own little production company on the side. So uh, I was producing industrial films for manufacturers, Hanover, ADT Security Systems, doing a lot of work on McGruff, of the crime dog campaign with Sachi and Sachi. And I did all that work commuting in and out of the city. I had someone else running uh, all the traps day to day, uh, but the creative work was mine. So I enjoyed all of that and it helped, helped me send my kids to college. That's tremendous. And it certainly prepared you and uh, everything you've done prepared you to um, do all the work that you've been doing for the Actors Fund. I'm so eager to talk about what's happening now and all the extraordinary work that you have been doing and the team has been doing on behalf of COVID-19. Uh, but I, let's go back in time for a minute. I'd really love to talk a little bit about how the Actors Fund came to be, because I think it's such an interesting story with um, after after Lincoln was killed, obviously things became worse for the acting community, uh, and there were a lot of uh, prejudices and hatred against actors, and they were the lowest class. And so out of this, um, how did the Actors Fund start? The Actors Fund started uh, some forward-thinking uh, leaders in the community, not only the uh, acting community and the production community, uh, but people concerned about people involved in create creative activity. They couldn't bury their friends in consecrated ground, so they actually bought cemetery plots up in Westchester and in Brooklyn uh, so that uh, actors could, could not be buried in consecrated ground. So they were buried. We still own those plots, and we still, uh, at the request of people, inter people into Actors Fund cemeteries. So that gave way to also when people were on the road. You know, remember New York City was the center of everything back in 1882 when the Actors Fund was founded. When a show would go out on tour to the on the road, sometimes they'd run out of money or they'd be run out of town. Uh, so they got in the habit of wiring money, you know, to bring people back to New York City. And uh, this is before Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare. Uh, this is before there was progressive help for people who were destitute. Uh, very often, if a mother or father passed away and children were left uh, behind, uh, their orphans were cared for by the Actors Fund. So it was a real effort to take care of their own and the offspring of their own. It was very, it's a very inspiring story. And it's no wonder that it att attracted the uh, moral support of people like, you know, Mark Twain, uh, William Howard Taft, the president of the United States kicked off one of our fundraisers. So there was a recognition, you know, uh, back in the late, you know, uh, 1800s uh, that, gee, it was terrible what was happening to people involved in, uh, in theater. And they had to do something about it and they banded together. So it's quite a story. Now, the organization has evolved from one which provided direct financial assistance. It evolved into providing residential care for uh, people who needed a place to live in their older years. Uh, and uh, then we've, uh, built, we've built on the, uh, on the strength of the organization as a moral force to provide services to people throughout the performing arts and entertainment community from coast to coast. And uh, so we're just continuing that 
you know, that, uh, that direction. And it, it was back in 1902 that you launched the first, not you, but <laughs> that the first um, actor's uh, home was launched, I believe. It was in Staten Island. And uh, it was, you know, a ramshackle kind of a boarding house. Uh, but it served a great purpose, and it was kindly administered and wonderfully administered. Uh, and then we moved into, uh, you know, later on in the uh, 1980s, we moved into skilled nursing care. Uh, we moved the home back in the 50s from Staten Island to Englewood, New Jersey, to the estate of Hetty Green, uh, who was uh, a pioneering woman in finance. Uh, her estate was uh, acquired uh, by the Actors Fund Board at that time and converted into uh, a residential facility. But a residential facility, which was more like a boarding house, which was still good, but it didn't necessarily address the needs of older people, which is why in the 1980s and uh, why we've continued to expand our, our senior residence in Englewood, New Jersey, and build affordable housing in New York and in California. And I think it's important to talk for a moment about the fact that it's not just actors that the Actors Fund is is supporting. Can you talk a little bit about um, all, of, all the reach that you have and the support you're giving? Yeah, uh, the uh, the term actor back in 1882, uh, when an act of the New York State Legislature created the Actors Fund, uh, the term actor applied to everyone in show business. You know, uh, the ushers, the people. Uh, carrying the lamps, you know, the people, you know, managing the horse-drawn carts and everybody, everybody, including those on stage. So it was on stage, back of house, front of house, people involved in every aspect of the theater business. Uh, so we've preserved that tradition. So we help everyone in the entertainment community. Uh, on our board of uh, our directors, our board of trustees, uh, we have the presidents of the major unions and guilds on that board, representing the key stakeholders, you know, and uh, the people we serve. And uh, then we have plenty of talent on the board and plenty of people of goodwill who uh, appreciate uh what artists go through and the kind of life they have and want to make sure they're part of helping them, you know, survive. And all the different organizations that have come up through the years, uh, the, the Actors Fund was there at the beginning of Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS and the Phyllis Newman uh, Women's Health Initiative and all that. Can you talk about some of the different programs that the Actors Fund has launched? You know, Doria, we have a, we have, 25 discrete programs, each with its own identity and, you know, and people supporting it. Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS, uh, since 1989, uh, has been our primary supporter. We have about a $50 million operating budget this year. $6 million of that comes from Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. Uh, and that's really significant. But they've been our partner along the way and our leading contributor uh, since 1989. I was very happy to be one of the founders of Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. I sit on the executive committee. Uh, Tom Viola, their fantastic executive director, you know, is the chair of our human uh, services committee. Bob Wankel, uh, the chairman of, or the president of, of the Schubert organization, is also the uh, chairman of our housing development corporation, which helps us build, you know, affordable housing around the country. So, uh, you know, it's pretty terrific. We are very proud of how we collaborate with other organizations as well. Uh, right now, for instance, uh, for COVID-19, we've received more than $30 million in 
support from organizations like Broadway Cares, Equity Fights Age, which contributed uh, $5 million to that $30 million. And uh, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences, the Oscars, in, you know, based in California. Uh, we also manage 11 different funds. Uh, we're very proud of the fact that uh, SAG-AFTRA, uh, in that, which employs all the actors on stage and screen, or on screen, they, uh, you know, they have uh, entrusted us with the provision of direct financial assistance. They basically have asked us to administer their funds. And that's together with AGMA, the musical artists, uh, with other unions and guilds as well, including the IATSC, the stagehands. So our staff, they're working around the clock because we've been spending a quarter million dollars a day in providing direct financial assistance to people affected by COVID-19. And uh, the fact that we have been entrusted by all these 11 organizations to administer funds that they provide to us says a lot about the trust they have in the organization and the confidence that they have that we will do it right. Well, it's extraordinary uh, how much you have been doing for people during this very, very difficult time. Uh, it's also phenomenal to see the outpouring of love uh, and support from the community, the Broadway community, and way beyond, uh, they've all come uh, to you to come to the Actors Fund to figure out how they can help raise money. And uh, it's just a stunning number of events and um, the Seth Rudetsky's incredible series that he does with James. Um, so much work is happening in support of the Actors Fund to raise money to help others. We, we are... Uh as you know, our chairman has been our primary spokesperson through all of this, and that's Brian Stokes Mitchell, who's a remarkable talent, Tony Award winner, but he's been our chairman of our board uh, for uh, 16 years now. And a lot of it emanates from kind of the moral leadership he's provided in Lens. It also extends to people like our vice chair, uh, uh, Annette Benning. Annette likes to say, you know, that this the Actors Fund walks the walk. We're a humble organization, but people know the quality of the work we do. Uh, we don't beat our chest. We don't talk loudly about our achievements. We are proud about the work that we do and how we help people. And it's very inspiring that people like Rosie O'Donnell, that Seth Rudetsky and, and, and James uh, Wesley recognize that, uh, that, and they're able to attract people to their shows. Rosie did that three-and-a-half-hour telethon which raised that first Sunday as we began this pandemic, uh, raising $600,000, you know, and inviting the yeah, Stephans, all these people who know the organization, trust the organization to contribute and support it. Uh, Seth and James were right in there in the talent they've attracted to uh, be on their shows twice a day uh, to talk about the Actors Fund and to uh, they've raised an enormous amount of money. Uh, and then there are people like Bob Greenblatt, who's been a great supporter of the Actors Fund for many years. He and Neil Marin in, 19, in 2015, when they entrusted us with Bombshell, the show that was the show within the show for the TV show Smash, 
well, that was a lot of shows, Dory. Okay, they, uh, they, uh, they turned to us and they said, hey, why don't we uh, take that archival tape we did? We got permission from the unions and let's put it up on, you know, uh, for a platform for all the people who could not see the show in person. And as you remember, we sold out in less than a day those tickets. We felt quite bad that we couldn't extend it beyond that. Uh, so three, almost three million people watched it on various platforms, primarily the people.com platform. And gee, now what a surprise the next day they announced that that show was going to Broadway. So uh, we're happy to have played a role in, uh, in gra- gra- grabbing the attention of the theater owners and producers uh, and their interest in Bombshell. We're looking forward to when it does hit Broadway, when Broadway reopens. So the other events are, I, you know, from there's just so many wonderful events and so many uh, videos that have been made uh, from the cast of Beautiful with James Howland putting together the cast members singing You've Got a Friend uh, with a cameo at the very end of Carol, Carol King, followed by Brian Stokes Mitchell. You know, that aired, that premiered on CBS News, you know, uh, Channel 2 in New York and uh, one morning. Next is You, uh, you Can't, uh, uh, Oh, You Can't Stop the Beat. You know, from Hairspray, how that cast put it together. That's remarkable. Uh, and it's all building, it's reminding people in the entertainment community that they do have a friend, that you can't stop the entertainment community. And there's a place to turn to if they need help. And that's incredibly important, uh, perhaps even more important than the money that it generates, because these are not pay per view events. Uh, these are events that are enriching the lives of the viewers. Uh, with a message about the Actors Fund. When Renee Zellweger, you know, opened uh, Bombshell with a beautiful message about the work of the Actors Fund, well, that resonated with people. And uh, it was really quite wonderful. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're going to make sure on the page where this podcast resides that all the links to the programs that you're talking about uh, exist so that people can easily watch them because they're still, you know, most of them are still available to watch right now. Um, and uh, all the opportunities to donate now. Can you talk for a minute about what everybody who's listening to this podcast can do in support of the Actors Fund? Well, number one, People, uh, you know, we're, this is a marathon, this pandemic, you know, that we're in. We're also in a marathon regarding social justice. And we are profoundly affected, all of us, you know, by the murder of George Floyd and others. And uh, 
the, our organization and it's in 1882 was founded about equality and justice for people who were uh, not getting a fair shake. Uh, the murder of George Floyd has galvanized our attention you know, on injustice. So we encourage everyone today uh, to support the actorsfund.org, knowing that that's A-C-T-O-R-S-F-U-N-D.org, knowing that your donation will help us help people in the entertainment and performing arts community who are struggling. And they'll be struggling for a long time. Broadway won't open until next year. Uh, we don't think it will open until next year. Uh, and people will be catching up financially. Uh, we also encourage people to support organizations uh, like the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, uh, other organizations um, which are doing good work in, in working toward greater social justice in our society. Um, and I, we think that's important to say. We all participated in Blackout Tuesday. Uh, we all continue, the Actors Fund continues to post messages about uh, what people can do. We have an internal uh, Facebook uh, you know, uh, page for the Actors Fund alumni uh, and current employees. And we are trading information about what we're doing beyond our work at the Actors Fund to advance social justice in our society. And that's very important. And couldn't let I could not say something about that today. Essential. And this is not something that is about today or this week um, or this month. This is this is uh, forever. Uh, black my black lives always matter, and so this is uh, essential uh, information and uh, essential to support this on an ongoing basis. And we'll make sure that this podcast also provides all those links and um, the opportunity to contribute to those organizations as well. What's your hope going forward um, beyond this difficult time in so many ways um, for the Actors Fund? You know, with everything that's going on now, we just completed a $10 million renovation of our residence in West Hollywood. Uh, we are fortunate to have got the construction done within all the guidelines set forth in Los Angeles County. But we're also close to, we're going to be breaking ground in October for a new affordable housing residence for artists in downtown Hollywood. Uh, we've, uh, we've secured $110 million toward a $125 million project. And I have no doubt that we're going to complete that fundraising. It's going to have 152 affordable units. It's going to have a beautiful theater already underwritten there. It's going to, uh, it's, we're calling it the Arts Collective, a Hollywood Arts Collective. And it's going to, uh, bring in other arts organizations and our own new offices in Los Angeles there. Uh, we're going to be building more affordable housing because we know there's going to be a great need as people in our community recover uh, from the depression, uh, you know, not being able to earn a living. So they're going to need more affordable housing. We have a number of projects, which we are working in uh, New York, Brooklyn, uh, the Bronx and Queens and in New Jersey as well. Our nursing home, which we're so proud of, last year we finished a $34 million expansion and renovation. We added uh, memory care and short-term rehab. Uh, we are, we're going to be spending another million dollars just making it pandemic-proof or as pandemic-proof as possible uh, down the road. So our administrator there has already put together a good plan moving forward to make the building 
the building. So there were four, you know, uh, residences within this complex more secure so that the most frail among us will uh, be more safe and more secure. Uh, we're very proud of the fact that we locked down our facility in New Jersey a week before the governor ordered it. And uh, we are very careful, been COVID free for six weeks now, and we are uh, m- moving very cautiously toward opening things up again. Um, so the future, we're very concerned about health insurance for people in the entertainment community. We're working with the unions and guilds and the theater owners and producers uh, to make sure that there's ample COBRA subsidy funding you know, for people who lose their health insurance. Many actors, musicians, stagehands will be losing their health insurance in the next few months uh, and we will need COBRA subsidies to keep that insurance plan going. Or we'll need us to act, and we are navigators under the Affordable Care Act, to help them secure uh, health insurance in the marketplace, you know, uh, affordable, decent health insurance. So we're going to be playing an important role, and we are playing an important role right now. A uh, healthcare center in Times Square has been operating, and it's going to continue to operate and reaching out to the community to make sure people are safe and secure and know they can turn to the Actors Fund. And we do that, uh, that operation is in touch, is in, is also involved. Well, our partner is Mount Sinai, and we're very proud of the partnership with Mount Sinai. We're looking through our career center uh, to help people in our community understand uh, what the COVID economy is going to be like. We're working hard to help people who are working in the entertainment industry, whose first love, their first vocation is show business. We want to make sure that they understand what other things they might be able to do while they're not where they're not able to pursue their careers on stage, backstage, front of house. So our career center is focused on helping people embrace new opportunities in the short term and maybe in the long term. Uh, that also affects our career transition for dancers program. You know, dancers have rather short careers uh, and uh, we have a, a great program which BB Newworth leads and uh, that is helping dancers imagine early in their careers what they might be doing you know at toward the end of their careers and uh, that's a very uh, important program and that activity extends to everything that we're doing women's health uh, you know Phyllis Newman created the women's health initiative for us uh, we sustain that. We know that our outreach to women in show business is going to be even more pronounced now, the need that they have. Uh, and our healthcare services are going to, are playing an important role in making sure that uh, women, as well as men, uh, know that they can turn to us for help. Uh, a lot of that help these days is telehealth. Uh, I have an appointment tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. with uh, my telehealth doctor at the uh, Friedman Healthcare Center, which is what, we, is what which is what our Actors Fund Healthcare Center is called. So we are uh, working forward. I have to say that the community we serve is so inspiring uh, to me. It's inspiring to the entire staff. Uh, Brian Stokes Mitchell and B.B. Newworth and uh, Annette Benning all joined a, a meeting. Uh, that we have with all staff and it was a surprise guest, you know, and they came in just to say, thank you. Uh, people like you and me, Dory, and I want to thank you for what you're doing to help the actress fund your cards, everything that, that you have done and the moral leadership that you've provided to uh, the actress fund and the financial support you're providing to the actress fund is very important, very significant. And thank you. But to have our online, our frontline workers, our social workers who are dealing with 
really tough issues for individuals who are processing direct financial assistance, who are running their groups, you know, virtually now, who've had to learn how to do things differently uh, in terms of gathering people, but have not let up in doing that. Uh, so to have them uh, have interaction with uh, celebrities who are committed to the organization is very inspiring. And the fact that you, we have their support, you know, is just terrific. You know, we, I, I, you know, I don't want to single out any single, you know, trustee, although I've just singled out three, two are vice chairs and one of the chairman. So I think that's okay. But across the board, uh, everyone on our board, and we have 36 trustees, each and every one of them has a real dedication to the Actors Fund uh, and to helping the people they represent and their colleagues. It's uh, very inspirational. Where can everyone who's listening right now go? to contribute? Uh, actorsfund.org. Uh, there's a, a donate page, donate button on the first page. It will guide you through. You can make gifts in honor of someone, in memory of someone. Uh, you can learn more about, you know, the kinds of activities and support groups we have. Uh, and importantly, you'll be on our mailing list, our email list, uh, you know, and so that you'll be com- always informed about the kinds of activities that are available. Uh, the kinds of events that you can support, but also the kinds of activities you can participate in from a webinar uh, to a chat room to a variety of activities that we offer to not only people in show business, but people who love uh, and artists who are involved in entertainment. And if people in our community need help during this time, how do they, who, how should they reach out? Go right to actorsfund.org. Uh, you'll see a big heart. Uh, on the homepage, talking about our COVID program, you're one click away from applying for direct financial assistance. You're one click away to finding out the resources that are available to you. Uh, for instance, if you go to that resource page and you're a stagehand, right there, the uh, eligibility for stagehands for assistance from the Actors Fund, it's right there. So we make, we've made it very clear, clear, you know, 10 or 11 weeks ago when we started, everything was done by email, application, telephone call. In 24 hours, our remarkable staff converted the whole process to an online activity. Uh, online because we went from, well, we went from providing, we've provided eight times more direct financial assistance in the last 11 weeks than we did all of last year. And so that's a big number, but it's also an incredible amount of work processing. You know, uh, you know, we can't write checks the way we were writing checks before. So, you know, everything is done through Chase Quick Pay, right to checking accounts so people get their help, you know, quickly or Zelle or something like that. So we've been able uh, to adapt all the new technologies in terms of providing financial assistance, uh, all the virtual meetings that we're able to hold. They've all been uh, very good. And I have to say that I think, you know, as, you know, the lead staff person at the Actors Fund, I feel that the level of contact that I have with everyone on the staff and that we have with one another has really been intensified. Uh, You know, it's, it's one thing to walk into a room with, 
you know, we, we have all staff meetings with, you know, almost 200 people on the phone, which are challenging. They need to be well managed carefully. We fortunately, we have a former uh, stage manager who is now our director of HR and administration, you know, who's really adept at uh, helping us put all that together so that we're productive meetings. But um, the level of contact and intimacy uh, has been very significant. And I know that the entire staff feel much closer to each other than we've ever felt before, and uh, which, is, which is very important. We couldn't survive. And I have to say that we're supporting our staff significantly in terms of all kinds of direction and how to take care of yourselves at home, you know, how to exercise, make sure you drink plenty of water, make sure that you're taking a day off. Uh, one of our challenges is that people don't take days off. You know, there's plenty of work and they keep on working, uh, which is admirable, but in the end, uh, it's not helpful to anyone. So um, we're very proud of how the staff is being supported by the organization. And we're very proud of the fact that we could not have survived. We've been able to sustain our staff and pay salaries, uh, keep people employed, uh, and we're hopeful that that's going to continue. Uh, we're always worried about tomorrow. Always worried about the second. We're worried about the second half of the year in 2021. We know that this is a marathon, uh, and uh, we know that we have to pace ourselves, work hard, be forward thinking. We are redoing our strategic plan. The strategic plan the board adopted two years ago uh, is not being thrown out the window, but it's changed dramatically. So next week at our board of trustees meeting, we're going to be introducing new facets to our strategic plan and the direction of the organization uh, so that all of our, our, everyone involved in governance of the organization understands. And when I talk about governance of the organization, I have to talk about the 300 other volunteers we have, you know, whether it's the ambassadors of the organization, uh, the artist committee, the uh, looking ahead program for young people, the Western Council of the Actors Fund in Los Angeles, the Central Region Council of the Actors Fund in Chicago. Uh, we have tremendous amount of support uh, and interest in what we do. And we would not enjoy that support unless we asked for it and unless we, uh, unless we walk the walk. And we, we're dedicated to continuing to walk the walk of a great human service organization. I know all of your employees are so grateful for your leadership and the entire community is grateful for your leadership uh, and and everyone in the entertainment industry could not be more grateful for the work that you have done and the work that the Actors Fund continues to do on behalf of everyone. So thank you so much for sharing all this with us. I encourage everybody who's listening to immediately go to actorsfund.org and make a sizable contribution, whatever you're comfortable doing, and support this incredible organization. And thank you so much again for all you're doing, particularly during uh, the difficult time uh, that the world is facing uh, in so many different ways. Thank you, Joe. Uh, thank you very much, Dory. Take Stay care. safe. You too. Thank you for listening to Deep Dive Broadway, produced by Dory Berenstein, edited by Alan Seals, and special thanks to Bia and Brittany, who are fabulous. You can find me at bpn.fm slash Broadway. My Instagram is dory.berenstein, which is B-E-R-I-N-S-T-E-I-N. Please subscribe and leave lots of fabulous comments and check out my website at dramaticforces.com. 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.